Mark, chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. Verses 1 through 20. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarens. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him, and always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he came and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he beseeched him much that he would not send them away out of the country. And there was there, nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about two thousand, and they were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus, and see him that was possessed of the devil, and had the legion sitting and clothed, and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Burkett notes, This piece of history gives us a very sad relation of a person that was possessed with the legion of devils. We read of few, if any, in the Old Testament that were thus possessed, but of many in the New Testament. Our Savior came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. Therefore, he suffered Satan to enter some human bodies to show his divine power in casting him out. Note here, 1. That the evil angels, by their fall, lost their purity, but not their power. For with God's permission, they have power, not only to enter into men's bodies and to possess them, but also to distemper their minds and drive them to frenzy and madness, causing them to offer violence to their own lives and to do hurt and mischief to their own bodies. Thus did this possessed person here, wounding and cutting himself with stones. Note, too, that the reason why the evil angels do not oftener exert their power in doing mischief to the bodies and lives of men is from the restraining power of God. The devils cannot do all the mischief they would, and they shall not do all they can. Note 3. The place where these evil spirits delighted to make their abode, among the tombs or graves, places desolate, forlorn, and solitary, which are apt to breed horror of mind and give advantage to temptations. Learn thence that it is dangerous and very unsafe for persons, especially in whom melancholy prevails, to give themselves to solitariness, to frequent desolate and forlorn places, and to affect the being much alone, it giving advantage to Satan to set upon them with powerful temptations.
It is better to frequent human society, and especially to delight in the society and communion of the saints, by means whereof we may be more and more strengthened and fortified against Satan's temptations. Note 4. That the devils own Christ to be the Son of God, and that he came into the world to be a Savior, but not a Savior to them. Therefore they cry out, What have we to do with thee, or thou with us? Oh, what an uncomfortable confession and acknowledgement is this, to own Christ to be a Savior, and at the same time to know that he is none of our Savior. Note 5. That though the devils do own Christ to be the Son of God, and do pay homage and worship, and yield service and subjection to him as his servants and vassals, yet it is not a free and voluntary service, but extorted, rather, and forced from them by the power of Christ. He worshipped and cried out, saying, What have I to do with thee? Note 6. What a multitude of evil spirits do enter into one man. Oh, the extreme malice and cruelty of the devil against mankind, in that so many evil spirits did at once afflict and torment a single person, even a legion, many thousands of them. Observe also the unity and agreement which is among these evil spirits in doing mischief. Though there was a legion of them in this one person, yet they all have but one name. Learn that the very devils have a sort of unity amongst themselves in their malice and mischievous designs against mankind. They are as one. How happy were it if good men were as much united in designs and endeavors for the glory of God as devils conspire and combine against it. Note 7. The outcry which the devil makes at the appearance and approach of Christ. Art thou come to torment us before the time? From hence learn, 1. That there are tortures appointed to the spiritual natures of evil angels. 2. That the devils are not so full of torment as they shall be. Although they are as full of discontent as they can be, there will be a time when their torment shall be increased, when they shall have their fill of torment. This they know, and accordingly, thus they pray. Torment us not before our time. That is, increase not our torments before the appointed time of their increase. Note 8. The devil's request not to send them out of the country. Verse 10. For being now among heathens, they thought they were among their own, and not in Christ's jurisdiction, as being not amongst his people, for permission and leave to go into the herd of swine, where observe, first, the devil's malice. He will hurt the poor beasts rather than not hurt at all. Secondly, his powerful restraint. He cannot hurt a pig without permission. Suffer us to enter. Satan's malice indeed is infinite, but his power is bounded. It is a power under a power. If he could not hurt the swine, much less can he afflict the body or soul of man without leave or license. Note 9. How Satan's request is yielded to by our Savior. He permits the devils to enter into the swine, not to satisfy their desire in doing mischief, but first to show his power over the devils, that they could do nothing without his permission. Next, to show how great the power and malice of the devil would be if not restrained. And lastly, that the miracle of casting out such a multitude of devils might appear to be the greater. Learn hence that sometimes Almighty God, for wise ends and just causes, doth suffer the devil to enjoy his desire in doing hurt and mischief unto the creatures. Jesus said unto them, Go. Note 10. What a contrary effect this miracle which Christ wrought had upon these people. Instead of believing his divine power upon the sight of his miraculous healing the possessed, the loss of their swine enrages them and makes them desire Christ to depart from them. Carnal hearts prefer their swine before their Savior. 
and had rather lose Christ's presence than their worldly profit. So desirous were these Gadarans to get rid of our Savior's company that they pray and beseech him to depart out of their coasts. Learn hence, sad is the condition of such from whom Christ departs, more sad the condition of such who say unto Christ, Depart, but most sad the case of them who pray and beseech Christ to depart from them. Thus did these Gadarans desire and beseech Christ to depart from them, which accordingly he did, and we read no more of his return to them. Note lastly, how desirous the possessed man was to continue with Christ. After he had come to himself, he prayed that he might be with him. This he might desire, partly to testify his thankfulness to Christ, partly out of fear of being repossessed again by Satan, or perhaps to have the opportunity of hearing Christ's doctrine and seeing his miracles. For such as have once tasted that the Lord is gracious and experienced the pleasure and profit of Christ's company, are very desirous of the continuance of it, and exceedingly loath to part with it. However, our Savior at this time did not think fit to suffer him, knowing that more glory would redound to God by publishing the miracle to his friends. Christ expects, after imminent deliverances wrought for us, that we should be the publishers of his praise, and declare to all, far and near, the great things which God had done for us. Add to this, our Savior might not permit this man to be with him to avoid the suspicion of vainglory, of which he might have given some umbrage had he carried about with him those upon whom his great miracles were wrought. And lastly, to show that Christ in his absence, as well as when present, is able to protect those that believe and trust in him from the malice of evil spirits. <laughs>